0: It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the
1: Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Kickoff, Kickoff for Bears and Chargers is three hours and 20 minutes away. We have your coverage of it right here on ESPN 1000. We're also an hour away from Sylvie. Dion and Lance, the network pregame show for Bears and Chargers. You can listen to it right here on ESPN Chicago. And also Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jason McKee will have the call of today's game. You'll hear it right here on the station. And then also after the game, Abdallah, we have four hours of postgame coverage. Peggy and Yurko will have your postgame show for the first two hours. And then Miller, Pat, and McKee will have the next two hours taking you in deep into the night tonight. Talking Bears football. That's right. 2.50 is the sign-off time this evening for Chef for, for Pat, and McKee. Late night here on ESPN 1000. That's right. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, 2.50. Let's go to three, guys. Just say you went till three. Don't do that to them. That's it's ten mean. Ten minutes. Just say that's you went mean. till three. That's mean. Isn't it cooler to say you we were on till three a.m. No, it's scheduled the the network post game is scheduled for ten fifty to twelve fifty. Now we it's obviously two fifty. It's obviously on when the game goes final. Of course, when the game goes final, yeah. that's when the the post game uh, celebrations take place and the games uh, the the post games begin and and so that that two fifty time could be. Past three. What perhaps, if Bajet Mania could go earlier overtakes the city? I think. I mean, listen. Don't do that. Don't do that until five a.m. Don't do that. Stay stay on until sportsman like. You're, you're you're pulling the Waddle and Sylvie from Friday. <laughs> they, they were trying to get them to stay on the entire night. I think Waddle was offering up hotel rooms, the whole thing. <laughs> hotel rooms he doesn't have to give out. Just, just expensive just hotel rooms. Just go room. get a hotel room. Sure, just
0: go get Just stay until 5. Come on.
1: Here's the point of uh, me bringing this up to our fine listeners right now. You're covered all night. We've got great coverage this evening. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's a Bears win. Hopefully, Tyson Bejia looks outstanding in this contest, and you'll want to respond all night long. Yeah. And so what I'll do is I'll act like I'm uh, 10 years old, and I'll take the the app with me. To sleep, and I'll put it under my pillow, and I will listen to the post game show uh, late, deep what you, into the night. What are you listening to Love Line? Yeah. No, I'm listening underneath the pillow. I'm going to listen to Jeff and Pat and, and Jason out on the West Coast break it's, down tonight's game. It's Love Line with <laughs> Jeff Meller, Pat the Designer, and Jason McKee, and Ferret Corolla. <laughs> I mean, like, how great is that? <laughs> I mean, I time games, but that's late. Hey, uh, I got this rash. Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, you, why don't you send us a picture? <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tyson Bajan, game two, second start in the NFL. He's going up against a defense that is really bad against the pass. The 32nd defensive team against the pass in the NFL. Also news from today. this morning, the Bears listed center Lucas Patrick as questionable with a back injury. Uh, this is new. The Bears release says today uh also throughout the week if you're looking at the center position what will they do will cody whitehair still play guard will he move back to center would you have someone like dan feeney move in he was on the injury report with a knee injury uh he was full participation on friday but also listed as questionable for tonight's game those are all both pieces of news that have come out the last couple days and then also yesterday the bears rule out jaquan brisker's safety with an illness now so You have that situation. You also have Eddie Jackson as questionable for tonight. The last time Eddie Jackson played, he played like two series and then left the game with his foot injury. So, you know, you may have a good majority of tonight's game down two safeties in your secondary.
0: Yeah, and that's a problem um, because, you know, Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback. Now, if you look at his numbers, he broke his finger. Uh, his left middle finger, so his non-throwing hand, in week four against uh, the Raiders. And since then, he has the fewest amount of passing yards he's had in any three-game span in his career. And if you look at the way he's even handing the ball off weird because of that broken finger, his completion percentage is fourth worst among quarterbacks uh, in their past three starts, and he just has not been playing well. He's also been pressured a ton. So, you know, it's something that we've talked to Eddie Jackson before about on Bears Night in Chicago, and we talked to TJ Edwards about it last week, uh, or earlier this week on Monday. Uh, in during Bears Night in Chicago, about bringing more pressure, and it's something that you know the players have talked to Matt Eberflus about, and they've been doing. They've been generating more pressure. Uh, they ha- they've they got home a bunch against the uh, the Commanders and Sam Howell, but didn't look like they did a lot. Obviously against Kirk Cousins after that, and then last week they did a little bit against Brian Hoyer. But I think it's it's paramount that you generate a ton of pressure and make Justin Herbert uncomfortable in that pocket and find ways to try to get home. He's being pressured a ton. His per completion percentage is down. His yards are down. His completions are down. Like everything is down because of that broken finger. Or at least it's, it's been since that, that the broken finger that you can find a way. If you can find a way to generate pressure, you can keep this game a little and run the football. I think
1: the Bears can keep this game closer than the nine and a half. Tyson Bajan on Wednesday talked to the media and he talked about what kind of quarterback he is. I don't really drop myself in any category of being pocket passer,
0: or dual threat. I just like to make plays uh, for the team. Um, and once again, whatever I'm asked to do from the coaches is is what, I, is what will get done and what will happen. So, um no, I don't want to put any limits anywhere.
1: A lot of confidence from the kid who played really well last week. Gets the win over the Raiders. Abdel, at the end of the first half, the Bears subbed in Nathan Peterman for a Hail Mary attempt, which was just blown up and weird. he was knocked out of bounds. The whole thing, the whole thing was weird. Yeah. Uh, so then the questions are, well, does Bajent have a noodle arm? Is he unable to throw down the field? Like, right? Like, like people immediately are like, oh, he's got a noodle
0: for an arm. He can't do it. My favorite comparison is that, well, his dad's a world champion arm wrestler, so he must not have a noodle arm. It's like, well, I don't think. Uh, who knows? I don't, I don't think know. he works weird.
1: out. I don't think he works out the same. I think the Bears make a lot of weird in-game decisions, yes. which all go back to the head coach. It's weird. That's weird. That's Time not situation. It's not yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. The way mm-hmm. the entire end of the first half ended last week. Not normal. Yeah. Uh Bajan did say he has a cannon for an arm, jokingly, and then he went on to say this. Yeah, I mean I think I have I think I have a strong arm. I'm confident to make any play that's called. Um, that's probably yeah, that's probably the extent of it. So arm strength shouldn't be a uh, uh, shouldn't limit what Getsy or anyone can do with this with any game plan against any arm, right? No, nah, I mean like I said, I feel confident to do whatever is asked, so um, whatever they call. I feel confident to be able to be able to run the play effectively. So there you go from the quarterback, Tyson (laughs) Bajan. Maybe a noodle arm, maybe not. He says he has a cannon. We'll see. Maybe he'll be allowed to throw an end of a half Hail Mary. Hopefully it's not to try and win the game type of thing. Hopefully the Bears have a lead and they're just trying to get some extra points at the end of a half. It will be interesting to see how they handle that because that was bizarre. The way they handled it last week. I
0: don't need him to have a cannon. I don't need him to have a noodle arm. Can I settle for, like, a musket? Can I settle for, like, a... Yeah, that's uh, old-timey. Yeah, can we settle for, sure. for more, for,
1: like, 10 yards down the field? Yeah. Can we settle for not behind the line of scrimmage? Well, you know, we we looked at the throwing chart from last week. He threw 11 passes behind the line of scrimmage. And all of his passes that went in front of the line of scrimmage, the farthest depth of those passes was, like, 16 yards. The rest were, like, right around 10. Mm-hmm. So he really didn't stretch the field at all. We need to see a little bit more today.
0: Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's a... Um If it's a game plan thing, right? Like he comes in late for fields in the Minnesota game, right? And he tries to run some of that offense. It doesn't work. Fumble uh, recovery for a touchdown, obviously, throws the interception late in that game too. They end up losing that game. Then that week, he has reps with the entire first team the entire week because he knows he's going to start. The game plan is still, hey, short passes, build up your confidence, run the ball, you know, a lot of screens, that kind of stuff. Now maybe with two weeks to prep, you know, like another week with, with, the, with the starters and all that kind of stuff, maybe now they open it up a little bit more and say, hey, let's throw the ball down the field a little bit more. Let's, you know, between the, I'll keep saying it, the Chiefs absolutely made it a point to attack between the hash marks down the middle of the field and did it consistently. Yes, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it's Travis Kelsey. I understand that, but the game plan can still be the same. A successful game plan can be executed as long as you're implementing it the right way, right? Like, I'm not saying that Bajan's Patrick Mahomes and that Cole Komet is Travis Kelsey. What I'm saying is there's a game plan that worked. Try to replicate the game plan that worked.
1: The other weird thing from... Eberflu. Yes, from Eberflues. So. <laughs> Eberflues. Um, it, it, I saw it in the Twitch chat as well. I want to bring this up to you. They also didn't let the first-time starter, the rookie starter in his first NFL start, get the victory formation at the end of the game. Eber Are you aware of this? I didn't notice that. Eberflos. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't notice that. They subbed him out on the final possession, and Peterman went out there and took the knee in the victory formation. Eber Were they worried about him getting hurt again or something? Like, what are we doing? I I think it just added to the list of odd choices that... Eber ...makes. Was he, like, were they like, oh, he's celebrating, so put peterman in there like i don't i don't feel like it's a i don't think the like game last week was an ice on the knees bulls 90s situation mm-hmm. where tyson was so good that oh yeah you don't have to go out there like isn't like a part of your first nfl start is to take the victory formation and keep the football under your arm and be like there you go there's the win i got he- the win Whoa. yeah absolutely did you not know that last week i didn't i didn't know that till oh, today yeah. no, oh, no, yeah. no no yeah no. oh yeah no he, he didn't take the the victory formation peterman did <laughs> <laughs> it's so odd, man. What are we doing? Very odd. What are we doing? I don't understand. I don't. Some of this stuff that Eberflus does is just very strange. He got a game ball? Why didn't he get the final game ball? Do you think he Did you watch the video of the game balls in the locker room? Yeah. Did you forget about Foreman?
0: I don't want to I don't know. Eberfloat. I, I watched the videos. I don't know. Well, yeah, it kind of seemed like we found one more. <laughs> we have one more surprise! I mean, to me, Foreman should have gotten the first game it ball. It kind of looked like he forgot one. Foreman should have gotten the first game ball. Eberfloat. It kind of looked like he forgot one. Here's the first one. I forgot who got the who got the first one? It was Bajin. Who and got the second one? Jalen Johnson. Okay, so Jalen Johnson gets this. it should have been Foreman, Jalen Johnson, and then at the end, hey. Eber and Get making his first start in the NFL. Here's Tyson Vagents game ball, right? It's weird, man. Like I'm not saying he deserved it last. I'm saying like you build up, give it to Foreman first.
1: He deserved it. It's weird. (sighs) I don't know. It's weird. It's it's strange, strange decisions, and the fact that during the week, Eberflus doubled down on his not using timeouts at the end of the first half. Yeah, Uh, sir, you're incorrect. Time went off the clock. I your, your team wasn't even in, like, hurry up. You guys came together as a huddle at one point at the end of the first half. while well, the time was just ticking off from, like, 53 seconds all the way down to, like, 20. Around this like, time. What, what were you doing? Last week,
0: not at 4.15, but, like, this time of the show, last week, heading into that game, I asked
1: you, who's, who's the better coach? Well, I, I, think, I think hanging into tonight's matchup. I think you have to go with Staley, even though he's on the hot seat and he's likely to get the, fired. Look at the record. Yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah. If you want the record, I can give you the record. No, I, I know mean, the record. I through, know the record. Through three seasons, Staley. <laughs> I, is, know, I know the record. He's sitting at twenty-one and nineteen. Yeah, and they've gone to the playoffs once. And he's zero for one in the playoffs. flew through two years is five and nineteen. But one same amount of losses on both sides. One hasn't you. been able to put this together with a new team,
0: and one has had. A top 10 quarterback yeah. the entire time, and the expectations yes. are much higher. And if for some reason the Chargers lose tonight's game and they end up starting the season two and six, Staley might be looking, might be packing up his office tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's that's certainly the case. But, you know, we have uh, Tyson Bajan going for the Chicago Bears tonight. And we always want to tip our cap to uh, Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday mornings right here on ESPN 1000, 7 to 10 a.m. Philly McHenry called in to Cap and J-Hood back in August. Philly and McHenry on ESPN 1000. All right, Philly. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Cap. Uh, What's up, man? Hey, you know, I I, got to tell you, I've been been pro-adjusted deals for as long as he's been a bear. I'm a big Ohio State guy. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, backup (laughs) quarterback. Bajin. Bajin. Repeat after me. Tyler (laughs) Bajin. He's not a baguette. Tyson. Tyson. Listen, I'm Every seeing. Every time it gets me, it, I'm it, it's seeing great. videos
0: of people tailgating now <laughs> outside baguette, SoFi. Uh, people getting ready for the game. People yeah. doing all this kind of stuff. The baguette guys. If you, I don't. What do they have out there? What's out in LA? Do they have? Uh, what, what's the? What's like the fancy uh, grocery store? Erewhon? Whole Foods? Is there an Erewhon? Is Erewhon like the, the baguette, fancy guys? one? Yes. I don't know. Okay. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie knows what I'm talking about. The fanciest of, of, uh, of grocery stores. Go to your local Erewhon. Okay. Get a $10 baguette. Take that into the stadium. You still don't want baguettes in the stadium. <laughs> Even if people <laughs> look at you weird, we know you're a part of this club. The, the Black and dollar Baguette Club. Every <laughs> time yeah, you take a baguette something. into the a game, we're going to punch guys. your card. Quarterback. And at the end... You get to say you took ten baguettes into a game. I don't know, like what we'll give you. But Maybe we could do Baguette of the Month Club. <laughs> baguette of the Month. We, we send out different baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> different Baguette of the Month Club. <laughs>
1: ESPN Chicago. Chicago.
0: It, it, it's it. the game day tailgate show with Le'ckon Abdullah on the new home of the
1: Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Black and doll on a Sunday. Get you ready for Bears football as we're your home for Chicago Bears football. The network pregame show starts in 40 minutes with Sylvie, Lance, and Dion right here on ESPN Chicago. And then you'll get kickoff Bears and Chargers in Los Angeles at 720. Joniak and Thayer on the call of the game. You can hear every Bears game right here on ESPN 1000. We're updating you on week eight in the National Football League. We'll get you the uh, scores of the games taking place right now. I do want to update this: Minnesota they beat Green Bay twenty-four to ten. But the major news from this game: Kirk Cousins, after throwing for two hundred and seventy-four yards, two touchdowns, he had a quarterback rating today of one hundred and twenty-two. He looked awesome. The Vikings looked awesome. But at the end of the game. He left with an ankle injury. The video showed that uh, there was certainly a pop in his Achilles area. Adam Schefter now reporting tonight that Kirk Cousins has ruptured his Achilles. What's crazy
0: about that is he's never missed a game because of injury. He missed one game because of COVID a couple years ago, and that's been it. He's been one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been putting up great numbers this year. They finally... We're coming together they'd won three games in a row now they they beat the bears they beat the 49ers and yeah. today they just beat the packers but now it seems like you know people are tweeting stuff from the locker room and stuff like that like they don't know what to do because they've never been
1: without kirk cousins before because he's just been so durable as in that position and i mean obviously like for a bears fan you don't want to see a player get hurt like that but also there's an opportunity here now can you catch detroit at the top of the division Probably not likely, right? But you could certainly sneak into that second spot, win some games, win tonight. Saints next week will be tough. And mm-hmm. then you get Carolina. This is an important stretch of football here for the Bears because after that three-game stretch that I just listed off, you get a sandwich of two Lions games and a Vikings game. Mm-hmm. That's that's your season right there. If you play good football over the next six games, you're going to be in it. Well, Chris, 12-5 and five is still
0: not out of the picture. Uh, that's true. Twelve and five is still mathematically possible unless yeah. they lose tonight.
1: All you need is a one next to the two. Yeah, absolutely. Just put a one from in front of t- it. From your two and five record and, and that you're you have 12 there, and,
0: you're twelve and five, right? But yeah. no, but you're right. Look, the Packers look awful, and that loss to the Packers looks worse by the minute. Like I said, and and the Vikings now, I don't know what they're going to look like without uh, without Kirk Cousins, and the Lions have to play tomorrow against the Raiders. They're probably going to win, so they'll move to six and two. But the division is still not completely set. I'm not saying the Bears are going to go from worst to first. But there's still ground to be made up. You still have to play the Lions twice. not saying they're going to win either of those
1: games. There's still an opportunity. The uh, 3 o'clock kickoffs around the National Football League in Week 8. Here are the scores right now. Seahawks lead the Browns 17-14. Three three minutes left in the second quarter of that one. Broncos lead 14-3 over the Chiefs. Eight minutes left in the second quarter. Cardinals Ravens tied at seven, seven minutes left in the second quarter. 49ers Bengals. Bengals with the lead, 14-7 over the 49ers, four minutes left in the first half. Between the Bengals and the 49ers, we'll keep our eyes on the scores around the National Football League right here on ESPN 1000 as we carry on. I do want to ask you this before we go back to the phones at 312-332-3776. Do you make anything of the Mike Florio report from uh, Pro Football Focus uh, yesterday or Pro Football Talk Yesterday, saying that there's rumors making the rounds that the Bears are interested in Chase Young, the defensive end from the Washington Commanders. Did you see this from uh, Mike Florio? I did in the last day or so. I did see that from Mike Florio. I
0: know Carmen and Yurko talked uh, about or Carmen and Peggy talked about it the other day. Um, just as a you know potential landing spot, I did see that uh, Jay Glazer did refute like any of that. He said there's been no conversation. That's not even on the table. Um, but I think it is something that the Bears would look to and be interested in. I mean, he's got, what, five, six sacks so far this year. He's very young. Yeah, I understand you're going to have to pay him. You've got $95 million next year in cap space. You're going to have to spend it somewhere. Um, And it's a position of very high need for this team. And I don't think that, um, I mean, even if it takes a second-round pick, are you drafting someone that you know is going to be as good as Chase Young in the second round?
1: I would guess no.
0: I mean, you could. Like, the potential's there. The potential is. Perhaps. But this but is a guy that he's was. He's really good.
1: Absolutely. He's proven it. Uh, so this is what the Florio report from today says. Per league source, there are rumors around league circles linking the Bears to the commanders for past rusher Chase Young. He goes on to say, it seems odd on the surface since the two-win Bears hardly fit the profile of a team that's a buyer. But this would be a quote long-term play for the Bears if it happens. The Bears, who have significant cap space in 2024, would acquire Young, keep him, and also give him a new contract. So, th- so that's that. That would be the piece. Is that that's what Florio is reporting today on Pro Football Talk? Is that the Bears would be trading this piece to then give him a new contract? Now, here's the difference in trades that uh, Polls has made in the past. It didn't work out. Chase Claypool. But the caliber of player with Chase Young is totally different than Claypool. Yeah. Like this is a proven stud defensive edge rusher. And and you just uh were talking about how the division's still open theoretically. You go out and get a pass rusher like that, that's what this defense is missing. Mm-hmm. A legitimate pass rusher. You could pair Chase Young with Yonk and Gakwe. Yeah. I mean that that's a really good start to a pretty good pass rush. Well I also just think it's it's
0: Regardless of, of this year, it's a move you make for the future, right? You pay him, you trade for him, you give him an extension, you pay him for the next five years, and that's a, that's a corner piece of your franchise for the next five years. He's young enough where he's going to be a productive player. I know he had an injury, but like injuries happen in the NFL, and he seems to be playing just fine after having the injury. He's got five sacks already. So I would say if I were the Bears, I would not be opposed. People would say, oh, my God, it's a high pick. It's going to be a second-round pick. We saw what happened last year. This is completely different. This is not a franchise moving on from a good player because they're sick of him. This is a, a franchise moving on from a player because they're going to tank and they're selling off pieces because they just need
1: to retool their entire organization. We go to Mike on the north side. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mike. Hi. How you guys doing? We're good. Mike? All right. This thing. This is what I'm thinking. I think this thing is it's viable now because Kurt, When I saw Kirk Cousins go down, because uh, the Bears, they pretty much to me gave that game away because of turnovers. They ha- they was hanging with bike with the bike. Mm-hmm. Now you got Detroit twice who got blasted. You got blasted by the Ravens last week, right? Uh, all of a sudden, this thing seemed like it's like it's 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 it's, it's, it's credible now. It seems like it's credible now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. No, I think look, I don't think you're going to go worse to first. Thanks, I don't Mike. think you're going to beat the Lions twice. I mean, you still have a game with the Vikings and the Packers coming up. So the Packers look really bad. The Vikings, I don't know what they're going to look like without Kirk Cousins, but the division is still like there's still wins available for this Bears team. With Cousins going down, with the Packers looking bad, you still have to play the uh, Falcons. You still have to play the Cardinals. You still have to play the Panthers. Like there's still wins available. On the Bears schedule that if they play well, you could still win six games like six games. is They have two already. Six games is not out of the question yet. And that's no. Is that a playoff berth? No. Is it everybody saving their jobs? Maybe, maybe not. But there's enough young players on this football team where those wins will matter.
1: Yeah, I agree. You, you got to keep trying to win games, and you have a chance too. And, and I think that's where we get back to the quarterback conversation between Bajan and Fields. If Bajan goes out there today and is uh, clean in the pocket, crisp in the decision-making, and he starts to pass down the field, mm-hmm. and he proves he doesn't have a noodle arm, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's where things are really going to take it to a new level because people are going to say, you know, some of the, the, the losses the Bears have suffered this season, it's been because Fields has been bad. He hasn't been what we expected him to be to this point. So if Beijing goes out there and they pull off an upset tonight in Los Angeles, I, I think that's where we're going to see some more opportunity. The Saints aren't unbeatable. They have a really good defense. Carr played well today, but the Colts kind of stink. So like I would imagine it's going to be a tough game. They'll have a chance in that game. Yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is a close game at the end, but I
0: also wouldn't be surprised if Vegas is right and uh, this are walking into a blowout. Like, Vegas is something is usually right about these things.
1: Well, and that, that's why when we started the show at 3 o'clock, I said to you, there's something amiss with this line. Yeah. The line is begging you to bet Chicago. Yes, it is. And I've seen a lot of sharp moves
0: on the Bears. Like, a lot of, like, Action Network has all the, the steam moves, is what they call it, by professional bettors, on the Bears, regardless of the of the the spread moving up to nine and a half, like they keep pounding the Bears. And so there's something there. Listen, it's two two win teams playing with two bad defenses. I know the Bears have been playing better, but the the competition hasn't been great.
1: It's almost as if they set the line without taking any consideration to what Bajan looked like last week. Yeah. Because they think maybe he has to throw
0: down the field more this this game and might well, not or, be able or, to, or it was a fluke, yeah,
1: right. Like, and be. he's actually that Division two quarterback who isn't worth a damn in the NFL. Absolutely, could like be. that's the way the line is set. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the line would be closer to six or under six if Fields was playing tonight. Yeah. Six, six and a half. Yeah. Blocky Abdallah. We're previewing Bears and Chargers. The new home of the Chicago Bears.
0: It's it's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah
1: on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. What can getting get you ready for kickoff bears and chargers 720 tonight? Joniak and there. will have the call of the game coming up at five o'clock. Sylvie Lance and Dion with the network pregame show right here on ESPN 1000 this week bears night in Chicago. We had a chance to sit down and talk with TJ Edwards bears linebacker and Adam started this part of the conversation by asking what's the biggest change with the defense over the course of the last three weeks
2: yeah i mean i think you know comfort is a big thing for sure you know I think um you know coming into this game and then you know you get some time to some games on your belly where you can you know get your feet settled in and truly understand what's going on around you so I think that that helps a lot man, and you know understand you know who you're playing with you know you know what their strength and weaknesses are so um I think you know comfortability is is a huge thing you know, and I think we're finally getting our feet wet to where we can you know trust what's happening and um, you know, truly let go and just you know, play football and just have fun. And I think we've seen that in the past you know, couple of weeks. So it's been, um, it's been a lot better for sure. You know, you're playing more free. And you know, I think everyone's playing a little more confident um, and just more aggressive in general for sure.
1: You know, Lance was here with us, we weren't at uh, this bar specifically last week, but he was on the show with us last week. And he said, watching the last couple of weeks, it was like obvious that coaching was happening and that things were coming together. And, like, we all kind of at the station heard Lance say that. And we're like, okay, you're former player, but all of us were watching and we we're not quite seeing it. And then you guys have a performance like yesterday, and it's like, oh, man, that's why he, he played and I didn't. Like, like, <laughs> like obviously, like, things are, are starting to gel with your group, and I'm sure it's difficult. You have a lot of new faces on the defensive side. Uh, On a unit that didn't have a lot of success last season, but now you're kind of trying to build some form of momentum now.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, continuity is a big thing, man, and just – you know, having a feel for how guys are playing around you is, is big time in football. You know, it's a it's a game where, um, you know, if everyone's not on the same page and everyone's not doing their job, you know, bad things can happen. And I feel like in you know, these past past couple of weeks, we're able to finally um, just kind of like I was saying earlier, just get settled in, you know, and yeah. um, understand what we're trying to get done, and understand you know the weaknesses of some you know coverages that we play and the strengths that we play and. Um, you know, I think guys are starting to, you know, be themselves and, and also understand that on defense we want to be aggressive, we want to take the ball away, we want to, you know, dictate the tempo, and that's something we've been trying to do. And I think, um, you know, Ibra doing a good job of, of calling it that way too.
0: When I look at the uh, box score here, I don't know if you look at it afterwards, but I look at that number: Vegas rushing yards, 39 yards. Is that something you look and hang your hat on?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's big time, especially um, you know against a team like that to where. You know, we knew that um, quarterback was a question for them, so we knew that you know running the ball was going to be one thing that they wanted to do a lot. And um, you know, I think our I think our D line was phenomenal that game. I think they, they dictated the tempo, they controlled the line of scrimmage, and um, you know, anytime your big dogs up front are moving like that and they're um, you know controlling the game, it's going to be it's going to be fun for the rest of the crew. So it was definitely kind of how that you know shook out.
1: How about Tyson Bajan? He played really well in his first NFL start. How cool was that to see the rookie out there yesterday?
2: Yeah, it was uh it was fun, man. I mean, um I think he's a you know he's a kid who just I love what he said. He had a little press conference, and he was just like, "I got, I got nothing to lose, man. Like I'm gonna go out there and um, just play my heart out." And uh, you know, you love that as a player. You know, you you can respect that. And again, a kid who, you know, he, although he's a rookie, I think he prepares like a like a vet. You know, he, he was there all week, and um, you can just tell him on a detail that he had all week. And you know, I was just ready for him to get at, get after it on Sunday and just let it loose and just let him let him go play and um, he made some big time plays for sure.
1: Take us inside the locker room for those who are just watching. Uh, you know, who consume uh, what the Bears put out. We consume the the media uh, coverage. Take us inside. You you say he prepared like a vet. What did you see specifically throughout the week that made you say, okay, he's going to be okay on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think after every you know we you know we practice hard and. Um, you know, even just when he would, you know, hand the ball off, you see him after just going through his reads on every play, just in terms of um, reading different coverages and things like that. And you know, it's not something that you know you expect out of a you know a guy like that who, again, is a rookie, is a lot to learn and. Um, you know there's there 's a lot of information he 's got to know, so for him to you know I think how calm he was all week and how um, just about the game he was it was uh, it was special man I was excited for him for sure
0: he 's got a crazy energy about it you yeah. know like even going into last week before the game when he you know met the media and did the you know the Wednesday press conference and talking he seemed like he was completely under control controlled the room he 's played a ton of college football you know yeah. like going up against him you know in practice and stuff like that um he obviously doesn't carry himself like a rookie but what have you noticed about him that like sets him apart from other younger players that you've seen other younger quarterbacks that you've seen
2: yeah i mean i think the the quarterback position is tough right because it's like this you know you're in control of the entire game um, and i think you know as a young guy i love that he just wasn't scared. You know, I love that he was out there just being himself. And, um, you know, I think, uh, again, like even, you know, in the media, when he was doing all the questions and things like that, I thought he was, you know, himself. And that is, you know, that's big time, especially um, as you guys know, like in this market and um, kind of everything that comes with it, I thought that he was just authentic. And, you know, when you're, you're truly, you know, yourself and you're truly out there just, just playing ball, you know, good things happen. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it went down. So it was um, it was awesome to see for sure.
0: I don't think it's a coincidence either that Tremaine Edmonds has had a few turnovers in the last yeah. few weeks. You guys have been playing well. What's it like playing next to him?
2: Yeah, he's, you know, first and foremost, he's an awesome guy. You know, a guy who, who loves football. And um, I think the biggest thing is we see the game the same way. You know, anytime you're, um, you know, you're playing next to someone who kind of has the same feel and understands the game the same way that you do, it's easy to play off them. You know, and, um, you know, he's a, he's a dude who's hungry to make plays, you know, just like I am. And I think... Uh, we do, you know, just about every day we compete, you know, in terms of what we're doing. And anytime you have someone that's pushing you like that, you know, only good things come from it. So I think this is just a start, but it's been fun for sure.
0: We talked about chemistry a little bit earlier, and with Briggs and Erlacher, they could play next to each other without even looking at each other, mm-hmm. right? They knew exactly where they were supposed to be, and they knew that their assignments. How long does it take for you to have that kind of chemistry? You know, coming in this year, Tremaine coming in this year, and you yeah. guys both. Like, how does it? long does it take for you two, two new guys here, to have the, to form that kind of chemistry here?
2: yeah I mean it's a real thing you know what I'm saying like the having the comfort that um you're playing next to someone for you know a certain amount of time and I think we you know we tried you know starting that off in off season and in camp and um things like that but it takes time for sure but I, I finally started to feel that um we're starting to really you know hit our stride a bit in terms of you know not only just us but the whole defense you know everyone's starting to get a you know a comfort level and um and especially you know kind of in the you know in that in the middle of, of this scheme it's, it's important it's important that You know we're on the same page, so I think you know every day that's getting better. I don't think there's a you know end goal in terms of what that looks like, but I think you know we've done a good job of just every day trying to be better than we were the last, and every game we're trying to be better than what we were the last week. So um, I don't I don't expect that to to slow down at all.
1: Did you guys do anything in the summer to team build to kind of create that chemistry before you got to camp? I mean, yeah, we did.
2: You know, we did some dinners. Um, You know, we you know we all hung out. Um, You know, just got to know each other. Obviously, I got my guy. uh, Jack Sanborn back in the, the linebacker room. Who's you know he's one of my guys. I had him as a pup at, at Wisconsin when I was a senior. He was a freshman, um, so I got to see the true evolution of that. Um, but it, it's a great room, man. And I think again, it's it's something that continues to grow every single week. And you know, I think those things will, you know, the production will will continue. I think the the continuity of the defense will will continue to grow as well. So it's been it's been good for sure.
1: You guys have a big game this weekend, Sunday night football, national televised audience. Uh, You're coming off of a win. You know, Adam and I were talking uh, yesterday on the pregame show and then also before you got here on this show that, like, this is now a spot where there's an opportunity to kind of turn some things around. Now, you can't get back to 500 in one game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think yesterday was a good start. And it's not like you guys are out of it. You know, like, that's the thing we were joking about. Like, after the game yesterday, I went and looked at the standings because i'm a loser but like the first thing i did is i looked at the standings and technically you guys are only two games back of the teams that are in the wild card positions at this moment and we're it's october the 23rd there's a lot of football to be played uh is i guess the question would be are you guys aware of where you're at at this point in regards to everyone else in the nfc and does it really matter at this point because there's so much football to be played
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, um, you know, we're not oblivious to what's going on. I think we, you know, we understand that, you know, this team wants to, you know, get into the dance and and make some, you know, make some shake. You never know what happens when you get there. But, um, you know, our biggest thing right now is just trying to be better than what we were last year, I think, or than we were last week. And um, just just to continue to grow on the things that we're doing well, but also, um, you know, some things that we saw early on that we needed to fix and making sure that those things are fixed so that we can, you know, become closer to to being a, a complete team. So, um, yeah, I think you know. Obviously, we know kind of what's going on, but there's you know been a, a couple of tough games that you know we just weren't able to kind of pull out. That you know we might have thought that we were you know kind of kind of dominating for most of those games, and we just weren't able to get it done. And those are things that you know are tough pills to swallow but you learn from them you know and it's again it's a, it's a younger team but having those you know those tough you know like adversity moments early on is, is big time you know just in terms of you know guys understanding what it takes to win in this league because it's hard for sure.
1: Justin Herbert in the Chargers what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean he's uh he's he's an unreal player. I think he's a he's a hell of a football player. I think any, everything he can do with his um with his arm he's got such a strong arm and you know, he's got guys around him who can make plays, it's gonna be an awesome challenge for us. But um I think again coming off the game we came off, I think, you know, we're 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 really confident in what we're doing right now and that's anytime you get a um a team with momentum it's dangerous and that's kinda something we wanna wanna ride on and uh, like we were talking about this past this past um, this past week, it's any given Sunday, man. So we're excited to get out there, you know, get get out to to LA, you're, you know, your your uh, USC town, and uh, we'll be excited, man. It'll be good.
1: There's gonna be a lot of Bears fans there. Yeah, the Bears always travel well on the road, but also in Los Angeles, both the Chargers and the Rams virtually have no home field advantage, not like you have at Soldier yeah. Field. So there's going to be a lot of Chicago transplants out there supporting you guys this Sunday.
2: No, no doubt. I think it's a, it's a place that, you know, this, this city, they, they travel, and they're passionate about what's going on no matter – um, you know, kind of how things have been going, or anything like that. It, it's a it's a city that supports, its seems, and um, so we'll be we'll be in full effect for sure. It'll be uh, it'll be exciting, man. I know I got a couple people going, so it'll be it'll be a good time. No the, doubt.
0: The juices flow a little bit more when you're the prime game, when you're Sunday night football, Monday night football. You know those things. Like how much more exciting is it to be the feature yeah. game of the night?
2: Yeah, it's it's big time. You know that's why you you know you love this game. You know anytime you're the you know you're the only only thing that's going on it's uh it it excites you you know you just want to play so much better you understand um kind of everything that that goes into it you know you get your get your suit pressed get ready to go because uh it's going to be special so um I, i know we're up for the challenge for sure
1: yeah i mean the chargers have been a fascinating team uh i think from the outside we think that they have a lot of potential and talent yet they continuously don't live up to that which you know, my, my brain then goes down the path of saying, well, maybe they're not actually that talented. I know as a player that's going to face them, you can't go down that path. Right. But, like, they're, they're a team that's expected to be a playoff team. They're a team that has a franchise-level quarterback. They're a team that has a coach that's on the hot seat right now. I mean, do you guys kind of see this as an opportunity where uh, you can steal one from a team that's supposed to be good, but they're kind of on rocky footing right now and you guys are starting to kind of gain some momentum you've you've won two games in the last three you're starting to kind of get things rolling
2: yeah I mean it, it's hard to say kind of you know what they're you know going through or kind of what they're doing just because you know we're going through our own stuff and um you know we're trying to just find ways to, to win games and, and just put things together ourselves so um you know for us I think we're, we're just excited that again we we finally, in my opinion, you know we, we went out there and put together you know the closest thing to a complete game that we 've put on film, and obviously, all these things are going to be you know it 's never perfect out there. it could always be better, but you know for us, we want to go out there and just continue to, to do what we 've been doing. you know all those things that we work so hard on the off season in camp and um, they 're finally starting to show up so for us it 's like going out there and just being us you know not worried about all that, but just understanding that. Uh, when we're on our assignment, when we're you know playing the right technique, when we're doing the things that we need to do, we're we're a really good football team. So for us, we just want to go out there and be that. You know, every every week, that's our goal for sure.
0: Yeah, we were talking about uh, Justin Herbert and the, the knock on him is that he's a quote social media quarterback having having <laughs> social him. media. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I don't even know that what he, he puts up good highlights just for mean? social media. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah, more yeah. He's a top like, ten quarterback. It's more right? of like yeah.
1: people promote him and he hasn't really accomplished okay. anything. I think that's what that yeah. this is more okay supposed to say right like he hasn't won anything but yeah. people say he's in the same class with burrow and mahomes and allen and all three of those guys have all won at a really high level Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, just, you know, I watched uh, a couple of games today just of them and a the guy who can make all the throws, and just like you guys, you know, you've seen that he can, and there's not a lot he can't do on the football field, so um, we got to be prepared for all that. You know, they got um, veteran guys, they've got, you know, young dudes who can really go on their offense for sure, too, so um, we're going to be prepared for, for all the things you see on social media, we're going to be prepared <laughs> for it, for sure. Well,
0: I think he's one of the quarterbacks that Chris and I were the most wrong about coming out of college Yeah. Because he didn't throw that much in college in Oregon. They were a run-first team. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, a great defense. They were running the ball. They were controlling the clock. He didn't have to do that much for to be successful. So coming into the league, we were both like, I don't – I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if yeah. he's going to be that great, just because we haven't seen. And then he comes into the league, and he was really good. His you know his first two years, he's uh, putting up a show. So we were obviously very uh, wrong about him. You know, having watched a few quarterbacks now with Jalen and Justin and Herbert and all this kind of stuff that we're talking about. Like, how long do you think it takes for a quarterback to kind of come into their own in the league?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it takes you know a little bit of time for sure. I mean, especially at that that position, um, you know, it's why. You know, they are what they are. It's, it's a very important position in this league. You know, they got to um, manage the game, make big-time plays when it's needed. And, um, you know, I think that, that it's, a, it's a very important spot. So, again, and I think you've seen um, Herbert make those throws, you know, kind of – manage the game and, and again um, he's in my opinion he's a special he's a special talent something that um, is going to be a great challenge for us but you know, no doubt we'll be up for it for sure.
1: There he is TJ Edwards Bears linebacker with Black and Abdallah on Bears night in Chicago from this past Monday if you want to listen to the full interview check it out on the ESPN Chicago app we're getting you ready for Bears and Chargers. Uh, Chicago Bears pregame. Pregame. It's, it's the game day tailgate show with Black and Abdallah on the new
0: home of the Chicago Bears ESPN
1: ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah, that's right. We're on a Sunday, getting you ready for Bears and Chargers. The network pregame show kicks off in seven minutes with Sylvie, Lance, and Dion right here on ESPN 1000. Bears and Chargers, Ack and Thayer have the call of the game at 720 tonight right here on ESPN Chicago. All right. End of the show. We got to be quick, and also Fast. a lot of people are listening to this show right oh, now. All right, man. so as we go to the phone lines, oh no, Mitchell, and point you got to make it quick. Danny Zerman's listening. Be nice. It's got to be good. God. All right, here we go. I'll do it again, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell I'll do it again. You got a minute? Go I'll ahead,
0: cut Mitchell. You off again. Tyson First of all, I think it's very weird that if he does really well, somehow that's an indictment about Justin Fields fans. It's the opposite. Justin Fields is struggling as a quarterback. If anything, if you want any optimism for the season, you allow Tyson Bates to do what the short-term does. Did you go after Josh McCown when he won 13 or passed the 13 touchdowns and the one interception? No. The bottom line is this stop complaining because your starting quarterback is flawed. And Tyson Bagey, whatever he does, is an improvement because by default
1: when you have an injured quarterback, there's going to be natural comparisons. And if you can't understand that, that's the problem! line! line. Alright, there you go, Mitchell. There it is. All right, Short and concise. I like it. More of those. There it is. More of those. Zerman can't even complain about that call. More of those. So Danny tried to ban Mitchell earlier this season. I almost did after Friday. There you go. Bears Chargers. That was a short, that was a good call. That 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 was was very nice nice by Mitchell. I like that. You guys yelled at each other on Friday night. If you missed it, check out the podcast. But that was was good times. All right, Bears Chargers, what are you thinking for tonight's game?
0: I think that uh, the Bears are going to cover the nine and a half. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I'm thinking something like 27, 24, 27, 21 Chargers.
1: All right, so my logic is about the exact same. I I was looking at this, and I'm thinking that there's definitely something amiss with the line that's set, and we're seeing it at nine, nine and a half. It's nine and a half right I now. Know. Yeah. Uh, so I have the Chargers winning twenty 27- seven. Wow. To 18. Wow. So the Bears cover. <laughs> barely. <laughs> but uh, but I think the Chargers will win tonight. They're a desperate team. Yeah. They're a team with a head coach on the hot seat. They have and a they're a better quarterback. T- and they're a team that's supposed to be a playoff championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think Tyson Bajam will play well tonight. I think he's going to play well. I, I think the downfall in tonight's efforts are going to be the Bears' defense not being able to stop a top-level quarterback, which is something they haven't done. Yeah, you know, like the the team. The, we were here with Connor on Friday with or on Thursday with uh, filling in for Yurko uh, on on Carmen Yurko, mm-hmm. and he had a list of the quarterbacks that Matt Eberflus has beaten, and they're all backups. They're all guys who are terrible or yeah. not in the league anymore. And so then you're facing off against Herbert tonight, and I think it's going to be the defense. It's going to be the falter point. Look, we've seen in the past
0: with this Bears team, good quarterbacks find ways to beat them, right? Like Patrick Mahomes obliterated them. Even even a guy, I know, I know they're beating the Chiefs right now, but Russell Wilson found a way to drive the ball down the field when he needed to and kick a field goal and win, win that game, right? Like they... They beat the Bears because of Russell Wilson. I know that Justin Fields gave the ball away, but if Russell Wilson isn't good enough to drive the ball down the field, they don't win that game. We saw Kirk Cousins you know, play competent football against them in the last game. So Justin Herbert being a top-ten quarterback, I think that they're looking at this as a get-right game. I still think because the Chargers defense isn't that good, the Bears find a way to score. That's why I'm picking like 27-21, 27-24, something like
1: that. And I think that's where you got to listen to the pregame show when the inactives come out in about an hour. Like That's where the importance of Senator Lucas Patrick. Is he playing tonight? He's questionable. The Bears listed him as questionable this morning. So like that's going to be a big deal. Backup quarterback, and you have an offensive line who could be in flux hanging into this game. And I think that's where... Uh, something's going to not work out well for the Bears tonight. Yeah,
0: and I want to know if if, if he can't go. Uh, where's Doug Kramer? Is he, I mean, it is spooky season. If I say Doug Kramer's three name three times, does he appear? Like what happens?
1: Well, don't do that home in, in the bathroom in the dark. because okay. you don't you don't want to see what happens. No, then. I want
0: them to do it at SoFi <laughs> on the field. If Lucas Patrick can't go, I want to see Doug
1: Kramer out there and see what he can do. Kickoff set for 720, Joniac and Thayer, Bears and Chargers. Up next, Sylvie, Lance, and Dion with their pregame. The new home of the Bears.